the cult of the free market. Capital and politics influence each other to such an extent that their relations are hotly debated by economists, politicians, and general public alike. Ardent capitalists tend to argue that capital should be free to influence politics, but politics should not be allowed to influence capital. They argue that when governments interfere in the markets, political interests cause them to make unwise investments that result in slower growth. For example, a government may impose heavy taxation on industrialists and use the money to give lavish unemployment benefits, which are popular with voters. In the view of many business people, it would be far better if the government left the money with them. They would use it, they claim, to open new factories and hire the unemployed. In this view, the wisest economic policy is to keep politics out of the economy, reduce taxation and government regulation to a minimum, and allow market forces free reign to take their course. Private investors, unencumbered by political considerations, will invest their money where they can get the most profit. So. The way to ensure the, the most economic growth, which will benefit everyone, industrialists and workers, is for the government to do as little as possible. This free market doctrine is today the most common and influential variant of the capitalist creed. The most enthusiastic advocates of free market criticize military adventures abroad with as much zeal as welfare programs at home. They offer governments the same advice that Zen masters offer initiates, just do nothing. But in its extreme form, belief in the free market is, a naive, is as naive as belief in Santa Claus. There simply is no such thing as a market free of all political bias. The most important economic resource is trust in the future. And this resource is constantly threatened by thieves and charlatans. Markets by themselves offer no protection against fraud, theft, and violence. It is the job of political systems to ensure trust by legislating sanctions against cheats and to establish and support police forces, courts, and jails, which will enforce the law. When kings fail to do their jobs and regulate the markets properly, it leads to loss of trust, dwindling credit, and economic depression. That was a lesson taught by the Mississippi bubble of 1719, and anyone who forgot it was reminded by the U.S. housing bubble of 2007 and the Ensuing, ensuing rather, credit crunch and recession. The capitalist hell. There is an even more fundamental reason why it's dangerous to give markets a completely free reign. Adam Smith taught 
that the shoemaker would use his surplus to employ more assistants. This implies that ego egoistic greed is beneficial for all, since profits are utilized to expand production and hire more employees. Yet what happens if the greedy shoemaker increases his profits by paying employees less and increasing their work hours? The standard answer is that the free market would protect the employees. If our shoemaker pays too little and demands too much, the best employees would naturally abandon him and go to work for his competitors. The tyrant shoemaker would find himself left with the worst laborers or with no laborers at all. He would have to mend his ways or go out of business. His own greed would compel him, rather compel him to treat his employees well. This sounds bulletproof in theory, but in practice the bullets get through all too easily. In a completely free market, unsupervised by kings and priests, avaricious capitalists can establish monopolies or collude against their, work, their workforces. If there is a single corporation controlling all shoe factories in a country, or if all factory owners conspire to reduce wages simultaneously, then the laborers are no longer able to protect themselves by switching jobs. Even worse, greedy bosses might curtail the workers' freedom of movement through debt peonage or slavery. At the end of the Middle Ages, slavery was almost unknown in Christian Europe. During the early modern period, the rise of European capitalism went hand-in-hand -hand with the rise of the Atlantic slave trade. Unrestrained market forces rather than tyrannical kings or racist ideologues were responsible for this calamity. When the Europeans conquered America, they opened gold and silver mines and established sugar, tobacco, and cotton plantations. These mines and plantations became the mainstay of American production and export. The sugar plantations were particularly important. In the Middle Ages, sugar was a rare luxury in Europe. It was imported from the Middle East at prohibitive prices and used sparingly as a secret ingredient in delicacies and snake oil medicines. After large sugar plantations were established in America, ever-increasing amounts of sugar began to reach Europe. The price of sugar dropped and Europe developed an insatiable sweet tooth. Entrepreneurs met this need by producing huge quantities of sweets, cakes, cookies, chocolate, candy, and sweetened beverages such as cocoa, coffee, and tea. The annual sugar intake of the average Englishman rose from near zero in the early 17th century to around 18 pounds in the early 19th century. However, growing cane and extracting its sugar was a labor-intensive business. Few people wanted to work long hours in malaria-infested sugar fields under a tropical sun. Contract laborers would have produced a commodity too expensive for mass consumption. Sensitive to market forces and greedy for profits and economic growth, European plantation owners switched to slaves. From the 16th to the 19th centuries, 
About 10 million African slaves were imported to America. About 70% of them worked in sugar plantations. Labor conditions were abominable. Most slaves lived a short and miserable life, and millions more died during wars waged to capture slaves, or during the long voyage from inner Africa to the shores of America. All this is so that Europeans could enjoy their sweet tea and candy, and sugar barons could enjoy huge profits. The slave trade was not controlled. To be continued.